to see you all this morning. May I say it was uh, good to be uh, away to the Billy Graham Training Center, a bucket list checkoff that had been on there over 30 years, and, and what a privilege. I would, uh, I would highly recommend everybody here, every adult here, to, if you ever get an opportunity, uh, go down to the hills of Asheville, North Carolina, and there's some buildings just, and I mean truly nestled right in the woods. Uh, they didn't cut out any more of God's uh, uh, creation there in the woods than necessary. And, and what, a, what a spiritual uplifting time it was. I look forward to going back. Um, if, children, if you want to quietly be dismissed for Children's Church, um, I want to share with you this morning uh, some scriptures out of the Psalm 46. Psalm 46, and this, uh, and this psalm is what it is. It's a song, if you will, of praise and remembrance of who God is. And sometimes I think we as children of God forget the majesty of God. I've been to the ocean several times, and I've never once stood at the ocean and said, yeah, I saw it before. Every time I stand there, I see the majesty of that ocean. And I think about how God contains the waters where uh, you only come this far. You know what I mean? And I think about that, and I think about the power of God and how God is. But just like anything else, just like... You leave a vacation or whatever when we left. When I went in down to the Billy Graham Training Center, they ask um, the question, uh, they ask us down there is, uh, what do you want to take away from this? What do you want to take away? And I had thought of a scripture verse as we were traveling. I thought of a verse, and the verse comes from this psalm. And when I thought of that verse, and I didn't tell Bobby, I didn't tell her mother, I didn't tell anyone. I thought of this psalm, and I thought of this verse particular. And when we walked into, it's called Ruth's Attic, it's the bookstore. When we walked into the bookstore, directly in front, about eight feet, here's this plaque. And it's got Psalms 4610 on it. I think, okay, he knows sometimes he needs to be pretty to the point with me. But I want to tell you something. Sometimes we need to be to the point with people. Okay? And that's what God does. And I want you to know this, that there has never been a time when we decided maybe seven years ago that we were going to... Uh, obey God and we were going to seek to build a building, we were going to seek to find ground and we were going to seek to build a building and God has been, His hand has been upon everything that we have done uh, and, and I had told that story to many people down there when we would sit at a meal or whatever at the training center. I would tell them that how we bought a piece of property that was valued at over $200,000 and the people we bought it off of paid well over 100000 and I asked if we could give them a check for thirty, and they said yes. That's God. 
and how God just started opening doors and supplying and making a way. But sometimes we can get in a way of ourselves. And sometimes we can let things or even people get in our way. May I tell you today, as your pastor, if I thought that I was getting in the way of God, I would tell you and I would step down. But I am not getting in the way of God. God is opening doors in my personal life as well. And he's assured me through his word that all is well. Take it and understand it. I'm just telling you that because there are times in our lives. I mean, and I think about it. I'm telling you, is everywhere you look anymore, you, you got, even in cars, oh my goodness, don't drive the interstates. Because everybody had this up, right? You know, and they're driving. And I think, oh, stay away, hurry, go on. I tell them, move on up a little fast. They got this. And you know what? If you're not driving, if you're at home or what have you, and you're not driving, guess what? You know? What I'm saying all, and it's not just this. Don't get me wrong. And I want to read my scripture. But it's not our phone. But I, what I'm telling you is, today we live in such a crowded society and such a busy pace. It was good to get away. First thing I noticed when I walked into my room down there at the training center, there was no TV. I don't watch it. Now, I'm going to start watching TV. It's football season. But I don't watch TV much otherwise. There was no TV. There was no radio. There was no any type of outside way to get anything in. <laughs> I said, I like this place. All the time we were there, you never heard people talking about anything that's going on. And I want to tell you something. That was truly refreshing. Because if not, we're on Facebook, we're on Instant Messenger, we're on uh, Snapchat, we're on this chat and this and, and everything else. And when you get into the radio car when you leave here, is your radio on already? And it's already going to be gone. Follow what I'm saying? I mean, there's so many things that kind of, as soon as we get up in the morning or as soon as we get in our vehicle or sooner what, uh, we, we go, we have left no time to be still. We have left no quiet time because our minds are running a mile a minute and we're listening to this or we're listening to that or we're listening to that person or this person and we're just going haywire. That's not what God says in his word to do. It's not there. We're overloaded. Everything we've got going on, we're overwhelmed because of all the things that we said we'd do or we're going to do. We just seem to be overwhelmed and, and maybe even overcommitted. You know what? You can do that too. I learned that. Tuesday, Tuesday evening some years ago, some, the men came to me and said they'd like to start a men's Bible study on Tuesday evening. I said, that's great. Do that, men. Now, I'm not going to be in attendance, but I want you to do that. 
I'll let them know up front. Why? Well, you're out having a good time on Saturday evening. I'm wrapping up my message. I'm wrapping up and I'm praying and, and, and I'm focused and, and all these things. And I'm just telling you, you've got to be willing to be careful you even don't overcommit. Even if it's good things. But that's what we are. And not only are we overcommitted to add it to the stress there, uh, we've got our lives that are so full. And, and uh, maybe with a job, or maybe needing a better job, or maybe you've got health issues now, or maybe there's a sickness in our families that we're concerned about, all of these things. Or, or maybe you're just trying to make ends meet, or, or, or maybe it's your uh, uh, marriage is having trouble. Uh, uh, maybe it's, it, it's your bills are behind. Uh, maybe it's this and that. And you see how it can just climb and climb and climb. And all of a sudden, it all piles upon you. I remember the youth, probably about seven, eight years ago in our other building, gave an analogy I still remember today. And what the analogy was is there was a young man and they were talking about things that people get put on their lives and they started handing them suitcases. You know, and this one here was uh, labeled uh, chores and this one here was labeled uh, other things and all the things that I just mentioned. And before you know it, they had all put in the morning and he just so much so you couldn't see the young man. Sometimes we need to realize that God's word says there's a time also, Psalms 4610, to be still and know that I'm God. By the way, I didn't, I'm so excited about this, I didn't do our uh, uh, declarations. We'll do it next week. But I want to get to this message. Sometime we need to understand that we just need to be still and know that I am God, right? God foresees our battles and He supplies our needs. Do you know that? Our God is very well aware of the circumstances that we face every day. You know the Word says that He is omnipresent. Do you know that He says that He's not surprised like we are when something unexpected arises? That God's not surprised by that. As a matter of fact, you can't surprise God. But yet, sometimes, and when things come apart around like that, uh, uh, we wonder where God is. We wonder, God, where are you through all of this trial and heartache and, and, this, uh, uh, heart, and this hardship I'm going through? Where are you, God? And I just wonder if God is sitting there saying, I'm just waiting for you to be still so you can see where I'm at. I'm just waiting for you to be still so you can understand just what's going on. So that you can hear my voice. I'm just waiting for you to be still that you can know that. But you know what we do? We get up and we go and we rush off because we're busy. We're busy from the get-go. And our minds run with us. So what we got to do next? And, and what, what is this I got to take care of? What is that I got to take care of? This psalm, doing some research on it. And by the way, they didn't discuss this. It was in Daniel down there. They didn't discuss this, but it seemed like everywhere I turned... Because quite honestly, I thought, that'll preach. I'll use that. <laughs> God said, not now. 
But it seemed like everywhere I turn, you go into the dining hall and there's a sign, be still and know that I'm God. <laughs> everywhere I would go. When we left there, went to the library in Charlotte. Walked in and there was a sign, be still and know that I said, okay, I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm telling you today, am I just talking about you? Have I just described you? That we are, we got so many things going on, so many irons that we need to worry about one more thing, God. So I just want to worry about this. I want to be concerned about this. And he says, do you not know that the birds sow, neither do they reap, but yet they're taken care of? And how much more does your heavenly Father is willing to take care of you than these? I want to start with verse 1 in Psalms 46. And I want you to be thinking today as we read this 11 verses. I want you to be thinking about, is that me? Have I got so many things running through here or what people might be saying, what people might be doing or everything that I've got to do or how am I going to get the bills paid or, or I've got a roof that's leaking or I've, you know what I'm saying? Have I got so many things going on in my own life and in my own mind? Then it seems I can't even go to sleep because they're constantly on my mind. I can't even think because that's all I think about. I have no rest. Because if I try to lay down, that's when they come, the thoughts. Yeah, I see the heads nodding. Thank you for being honest. Let him that stole steal no more. Scripture says that. He's talking about Satan who will steal you of your joy, who will steal you of your peace, who will steal you of your... You know, he will even steal you of the thought that you even thinking that you... Am I truly saved or not? Well, I, I don't think he could ever do that. One thing I learned down there, <laughs> when Billy was saved under the preaching of Mordecai Ham. About a year and a half or so later, as he was going into Wheaton College, some of his guys got together, his friends got together, and they were trying to tell him that there's no way he could be saved because of this and that and this and that. There's no way you're saved, Billy. There's no way. Trying to get him to doubt even the very thought of his own gift of salvation. You ever been there? When we listen to the wrong voice, and the Bible says he's like a roaring lion. Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit speaks in a sweet, still, small voice? You know why? That's different than what we're used to. And it's God. He said he went out there and he laid out there at night and he looked up and he said, Lord, I know I'm saved, and Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. He had to come to terms with who he was. We've got to come to terms with who we are as children of God. We've got to come to terms that greater is he that's in me and in you than he that's in the world. And we've got to come to terms with the fact that we need to let some things go of these thoughts. You know, words that I, I, I said, it's just coming. But in Hebrew, the word be still means to let go. Did you know that? Be still, let go, 
I know that I'm God. I'm going to come back to that, but I want to start with verse 1. But now that I think I've got your attention, because that covers just about every single person in here. You said there's somebody in here that doesn't affect? Yes, it does. See them little babies over there? (laughs) It doesn't affect the baby. Very, very small child. Baby. But it will affect you and I. And if we let it, it will consume us. It will rob you of your joy. It will steal your passion. It will make your mind run in places it should not go. You remember, be still and know that I'm God. Now let's start with verse 1. Verse 1. For God is our refuge and strength and a very present help in time of trouble. For God is our refuge. That word means a safe place. God is our safe place, a shelter of safety. I love the song, for I'm sheltered in the arms of God. I love that because when the storms roll and everything happens, I know whom I have believed, as Job says, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day, the day when he calls me home. Yeah, God is our refuge and strength. And let me read that again. It doesn't say you're your refuge. It doesn't say you're your shelter. It doesn't say you're your strength. It doesn't say your pastor is your strength. It doesn't say anybody else is your strength. God and God alone is where our strength comes from. And when we get that deep-seated in our hearts and in our minds, my friend, when the adversary, the evil one, know, that's why Paul said in Romans 12, 1 and 2, to renew your mind daily. He tells us to be, because he knows when God comes in into our hearts and lives that we are sealed until the day of redemption when he calls us home. I am his and he is mine. And I want you to know there is nothing man can do that can Take me away from him. There's nothing I can do, by the way, that can take me away from the gift of God, which has been given unto me. And that's through the love of Jesus Christ dying on a cross. We need to be still and know God is our shelter. God is our security. God is our safe place. And our strength. And our strength. I'll share a little bit more about what happened. Just before we went into the training center, he stopped in at McDonald's. It's about 11 o'clock, just after the breakfast time. Bobby and I just got a cheeseburger. Mom wanted a cheeseburger, and she said, I think I'll get a sausage biscuit. Okay. I thank God today she changed her order. Bobby and I got a cheeseburger. We got food poisoning. We got deathly sick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She got to go to one seminar. I got to go to two. But we've ordered them. 
But my point is this. My friend, it doesn't happen, beast. In my strength, I couldn't go. We could, she was stuck in the bed. I'm sorry, I didn't, but this is coming. You just say amen, okay? Uh, it's happened. Okay? She was in the bed and just about time we left and she was still sick. I was sick. In my strength, I couldn't do much. In her strength, but I want to tell you something, and that's how we think so often, we just rely on our own strength. What? I got a problem, and it needs my strength to get me through. I've got a problem, and I got to help get through this. And after a while, we get weak. After a while, we can't do it anymore, and we're overwhelmed, and we want to fall, and we want to give up, and we want to say, forget it. Where are you, God? And God said, I'm trying to tell you to be still so you can hear me. God is our shelter, our place of safety. Rely on His strength. It's our, He is our strength. Oh, and a very present help in the time of trouble. Very present. He didn't say, I'll be there. Very present. Do you remember when Jesus Christ, uh, uh, when Peter was in, uh, walked on the disciples and there was a storm there in Matthew 7 chapter and there was a storm and, and Peter said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come out of the boat. That's safety. Bid me to come out of the boat to come to you in the stormy water. Bid me to come to you, Lord. And Jesus simply said, come. And he was walking by faith on a stormy sea. He was walking, going to Jesus. But when he took his eyes off Jesus and saw the boisterous wave, he began to sink the Bible says immediately he cried out Lord save me and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand a very present help in the time of trouble but once again we need to get all the clutter and all the chaos and all the voices and everything else and we need to be still let go and listen and call on God I'd like to go over that verse again, but I, I, I want to go on because it's good. Verse 2. Therefore, once you get it, in other words, once you understand what verse 1 says, therefore, if you've got that, listen what will happen. Therefore, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, through Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake like the swelling thereof. Amen. Before I finish that, you ever felt like your world's been pulled out from under you? Though your earth be removed, though your world's been pulled out from under you? You ever felt like that? Maybe someone, maybe you've had a child, a grandchild, a loved one, or what, die, and they, you ask God, why? Listen, before that happened to your loved one, it happened a long, long time ago. And I hate it, I'm sorry. But it's in times like them, we still need to trust in God. So often we turn to blaming God. This is not notes, people. 
This is coming and you need to hear it. Though we will not fear. Why? Because we've trusted in God. Though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried up in the midst of the sea. In other words, your world is turned upside down. You ever felt like your world is turned upside down and you just don't know what to do, where to go and who to call on and you're wondering where God is and God says, I'm still your shelter. I'm still that hiding place. I'm still God. I still love you and I still need you to be still and know that I'm God. I'm still God. He told us that we'd have things happen in this world that would shake us to the core. You know why? Because this world's not our home. There's sin in this world. You gotta understand, we're just passing through. <laughs> I wanna read this again, then I will go to the next. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters and the roar, and thereof roar be troubled, and though the mountains shake like the swelling thereof, shall I? I know anything you think of. That's like, you know them uh, globes you see at summer, uh, winter time? You pick up one of them little globes and you shake it like that, and you see the little snowflakes falling. You know what I'm talking about. You know, one of those globes, that's your world and somebody is shaking it like that and it's just falling all around you and God says, just be still. It'll all be settled after a while. It'll all be calm in a little while. The next verse, when you hear everything that we've just read, everything's been turned upside down, listen to what he says. There is a river. Oh yeah, I'm glad that there is a river. A river is a source of life in any community. A river is a place where, uh, that's where people in that day and time and even today would go to because without water, you don't survive. Do you know what the Bible tells us? Over here in Psalms, let me just, I'm in Psalms, let me go over here to Psalms 1. Psalms 1 says this. Psalms 1 says in verse, well, I'm going I'm to read them to you. It won't take long, six verses. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in, in the law doth he meditate day and night. Now here it is. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and shall bring forth fruit in his season and his leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Amen. That river, there is a river. That's the word of God. Ezekiel 47 talks about a river coming and the book of Revelation talking about a river coming down out of the new Jerusalem which is the word of God. I'm telling you that's God. There is a river. There is a source of life. That's what a river is. There. <laughs> there is a river. 
The streams thereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of that river. He's telling us you have a source you could go to. I wonder how many times when our world gets troubled or, or we get blindsided by something, I wonder how many times we go to our knees or we go to the Word of God. I wonder how many times instead of doing that, we're on the fix-it mode. Or we're on the road mode of, you got to be kidding. you got to be kidding. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. God knows what's in front of you tomorrow. Do you know that? There's nothing that's going to, not going to ever happen to you that God didn't already know about it. And he's telling you, you've got a place of shelter, safety. You've got a place of comfort. You've got a refuge. You've got a river. You've got a source that you can hold on to. And you can have strength when you're weary and you're worn. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. That's that river. God shall help her, and right, and that right early. And in other words, he'll be there, a very present help in the time of trouble. The heathen raged. Notice the word here. It doesn't say the heathen rages, or the heathen rage. It said the heathen rage. You see, they were under captivity. Babylon had them captivity and captive. And God brought them out of captivity. God may take you through a time in your life where you might feel captive about something going on in your life. But God will bring you out. That's why David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The word in that verse that I wanted you to hear was through. Yea, though I walk through. In other words, David said, when I'm in the lowest of the lowest part of my life, I'm not alone. You're walking through with me. Be still. Let go. God has got this. The heathen raged. That was Babylon. The kingdoms were moved. God took care of that. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Israel is our refuge, once again, our safe place, our shelter. When Jesus Christ was born, the angel appeared and said, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. He tells us in Hebrews that he will never leave us, he'll never forsake us, that he will be with us always. Even until the end of the world. We can question where is God. God is where he said he would be. I wonder how many times God is thinking to himself. Why aren't you where you need to be? Trusting in me. 
Lean not to your own understanding. Do you see why that's why my life verse is? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I got a thick head. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. There's things happening. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. Be still. If I were whispering, and everybody else was talking in a louder voice, or even in your normal voice, and if I were whispering, could you hear me? God's saying, listen to the still small voice. You can hear that still small voice. As clattered and, and as crowded as your mind and your life, you can still hear it. It's God. He uttereth his voice and the earth melted. That's power. That's showing you what God can do. The Lord of hosts is with us, Emmanuel. The God of Jacob is our shelter, our refuge. Amen. He maketh wars to cease until the end of the earth. There's coming a day. There's coming a day. <laughs> when I'm going to tell you there's going to be some great wars take place. <laughs> and God's going to say, that's enough. And the nations... Against nations that think they have all kinds of power. God's going to say, be still. Be still. I'm going to show you power. Be still. And know that I am God. I'm God. You think you have power. I'll show you power. That's what God can do. That's what my God can do. That's what your God can do. That's what God says He'll do. We need to be still and let Him do it. We need to let go and let God. Where's your quiet time? How much quiet time have you had this week? Do you know what I mean? Huh? I mean, I remember when we was kids, it was two, seven, or ten. And man, you had to get up there with aluminum foil or the contrast knob to even to watch one of them. Now I don't even know how many channels on TV. You know mine says like 2,500 and something. I don't even know what's on them. But that's what it is. We've got so many things in our head. We buy big screen TVs and then we want to watch a, phone, a TV on our phone. Or TV. I don't understand that stuff. I don't understand that. I'm just saying... It's everything that can get our attention will get your attention if you allow it. And though your world may be shaken, God says, I know about it. Just trust me. Be still. I know about it. So we come to verse 10. What the thought was with this message. Be still. Rafa, Rafa, Rafa. Let go, let go, let go. Hebrew. Let go. Know that I'm God. You know what? Isn't that enough? Isn't that enough? Lord, you know about it. I'd like to know about what's going to happen down the road, maybe. 
But then again, would we? Let me close with this. Just come to me, so I'll use it. There was a man who had become very successful in the stock market. And one day he was walking along the seashore there, just debating about where he was. He was in the prime of his life, and and he had amassed a, a, a good little fortune. And he was just trying to think of where to put it to keep it as long as he could. Let it grow. And as he walked through the sand, he kicked up a bottle and a genie came out. There's no genies. This is a story. He kicked a bottle and a genie come out. And genie said, I have only one wish left.